Welcome to the weekly Comic Web Old Time Radio Program podcast. The Comic Web sells all the old time radio programs heard on our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check out our Superman radio podcast, and we have a video podcast of the old movie cliffhanger serials. Go to our website, comicweb.com, for information on how to get them, or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. This week, our podcast is an episode of Screen Guild Theater with their adaptation of Age of Innocence. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Lady Esther Screen Guild play tonight, The Age of Innocence. The starring players... This is Merle Oberon. This is John Payne. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in the RKO picture, The Age of Innocence, a poignant story of old New York based on the famous novel by Edith Wharton. It stars Merle Oberon as Ellen Mingott and John Payne as Newland Archer. The Lady Esther Screen Guild players in The Age of Innocence. Nancy, I've only got two days leave. Why waste good time in an old picture album? <laughs> well, when you marry me, you marry my family. You want to know something about them, don't you? Well, I know you. That's enough for me. Oh, silly. This was my grandfather, Grandpa Newland. Hmm, sideburns, huh? What was he made up for? Johnny, don't be disrespectful. And this one was my grandmother, May. She was very young then. Hmm, not bad, not bad. Say, who's that other gal? Oh, that was Grandma's cousin, Ellen. She was a countess. Sure looks like she had plenty of zing. Mm, I've always thought she was very beautiful. You know, ever since I was a kid, I've wondered about her and asked about her, but the family never says very much, and... <laughs> well, sometimes I just wish she could talk. And if I could, if I could talk, what would I say? How could I make you understand? New York was different then. It was so formal and so prim. The so social customs rigid as milady's stays. And still I felt I must go back. I must go home. Although I knew there would be talk. Oh, yes. I knew how busy tongues would wag. My dear, have you heard? Ellen Mingott is back. But she lived in Europe for years and years. What in the world would bring her home now? They say she's left her husband, Count Olenska. There's been talk of a scandal. Oh, how simply disgraceful. Of course, she won't be accepted in decent society. Oh, you underestimate her grandmother, Mingott. You mean that Mrs. Mingott would even dare? Oh, yes, indeed. Tonight, in fact, she's bringing her to Mae Wellen's engagement reception. <laughs> Do you think I should have come? Doesn't New York society consider me suspect? Let society think what it wishes, Ellen. I've made the rules here for 20 years. Granny! Ellen! Oh, there's your cousin May now. Granny! Granny has Newland. I captured him for you. Hello there, Granny Mingott. Oh, what sort of a greeting is that, young man? Don't I get a kiss? <laughs> you most certainly do. 
Oh, <laughs> makes me feel young again. Cousin May, I think we're lucky to get him in the family. <laughs> I think so, too. Newland, do you remember my cousin Ellen? Ellen Mingard? Of course. That was all. Just those few words. And then you smiled at me, Newland, and took my hand. And somehow in that very first moment, I think I knew why I'd come home. But it wasn't until later that evening we had a chance to talk alone. And really, I never meant to say what I did. It started as a simple conversation, quite proper, did quite polite. Did you have polite. a pleasant trip over, Countess? Very, thank you. I suppose you see lots of changes in New York. Yes, and in the people, too. The people? How? Oh, everyone is so kind to me now. And I left here broken-hearted my whole life over. But you were only a child. I was eight, and I'd suffered a very cruel disappointment. I'd been publicly snubbed by my secret hero. Why, not really. Oh, yes. It happened at Cousin May's birthday party. He wouldn't dance with me. I was too little. Why, the nasty little wretch. Yes, weren't you? You should have just... Me? Are you trying to say that was... <laughs> really, you know, you were such a horrid little boy. But I don't understand. I, I mean that... <laughs> don't worry. I forgave you years ago. Are you sure? If you wish, I'll prove it. I'll give you that poor last dance right now. Now? You won't refuse me this time, will you? Why, of course not. <laughs> and I'll never believe that I ever did. Newland, my dearest, if you'd only guessed what it meant to me, after all those weary years, to be home to see you again, to hear your voice. But you belonged to May. You loved each other. I told myself I had no right. I must fill my life with something else. And so I tried. Not always wisely, perhaps, but I tried. And Granny was a little worried, I think. Is that you, Ellen? Come in. I'm just having my tea. Oh, Granny, how wonderful. How would you guess I'd be chilled to the bone? Well, if you must go driving in cold weather like this, uh, two lumps of sugar. Thanks. And I wasn't driving. I was walking. With whom, my dear? With Mr. Beaufort. A married man. I thought his wife would be along, but it seems she doesn't like the cold. Mmm, this tea is good. Ellen, you know what the Beaufort reputation is. No nice woman would be seen walking up Fifth Avenue with him in broad daylight. Darling, would you rather I'd walk with him at night? Would I rather you... Oh, oh, that's very good. As good an answer as I've ever had. As a matter of fact, we were out on business. Mr. Beaufort helped me find a charming house. A house? Ellen, child, you're not leaving me. Darling, you've been very sweet, wanting me to stay with you. But it's time I set up for myself again. But in a house? Alone? I'll have my maid with me. Really, Granny, it'll be better that way. I won't have to see so much of... Well, of the family. And they'll feel less embarrassed, too. I mean, when the action starts. Action? What on earth are you talking about? I stopped in to see Mr. Blair today. I've asked him to get me a divorce. <sighs> a divorce? And there's no use arguing. My mind's made up, Granny. There's absolutely nothing you can say. Indeed there is, and I'll say it right now. <sighs> I'll have another cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little early, I believe. I have an appointment with Mr. Blair. Yes, madame. This way, please. The Countess Olenska, sir. Come in, Ellen. Why, Newland. This is such a surprise. Why, you knew I was with Mr. Blair's firm. Yes, I did, in, in a way, but... Well, we had to, he had to leave for Washington quite suddenly, so he asked me to take over your case. 
Won't you sit down? Thank you. And how is May? She promised to come to see my little house. Well, she's been so busy. You know they're leaving for Florida this week. Yes, of course. Newland, I'm so glad you're going to handle my case. Mr. Blair's so old, it's, it's hard to make him understand. He feels with the family that, that I'm making a mistake. Ellen, are you sure you aren't? But, but if, Newland... If your husband chooses to fight the case, he'll say things... Well, things that'll be unpleasant, that will be painful and disagreeable to yes, you. Yes, I know, but I thought your you... Your family, the people who are fondest of you, feel that no advantage you might gain could possibly be worth the damage to your reputation. I see. You mustn't think I'm blaming you for anything that might have happened. You were lonely and unhappy. No, not always lonely. Newland, I'm not mincing words. You mustn't expect me to. I want my freedom. I'm not going to pretend. Pretend? I'm a woman who must have love. Who must be loved. Do you think I'm horrible to say that? No. I think you're being very honest. Don't you see? Don't you think maybe it's not too late for me, even now? Maybe I can start all over, choose for myself, as you have. One from all the rest. Lover, companion, friend, everything. Like, well, like you and me. But there are so many others to think of. Yes. I... I thought you'd say that. Think of Granny Mingott. She loves you, Ellen. She'd stand by you, but it would break her heart. And all the rest of the family, if I didn't show you how they feel, what it would do to them, it wouldn't be fair of me, would it? No. No, it wouldn't be fair. Very well, I'll think it over. Ellen, if if you only knew... I do so want to help. I I know you do. Thank you, dear cousin. And goodbye. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not... Big pardon, sir. Is anything wrong? Wrong? The whole confounded world is wrong. What was it, Newland? Was it just pity? Sympathy? A feeling of sorrow because I was lost? Or was it something else? What made you send me roses one day without a card? What took you past my house one afternoon? What made you pause... Turn halfway to the door, then hurry on again. And then, at last one evening, what was it really that brought you inside? I've been meaning to come see your house. <laughs> I rather like it, Ellen. I like it, too. Though, of course, the neighborhood isn't very fashionable. Newland, why is it that all your fashionable houses have to be the same color? <laughs> I guess we're because we're afraid of being different. It's something I've thought a good deal about lately. I must confess... I've been thinking about you, too. About me? Yes, I've changed my mind. I think you're entitled to your freedom. I want to help you get it. But, but what about all the things you said? It's your life and your happiness. You've a right to decide these things for yourself. But the family. Oh, hang the family. The family's wrong, and so is I. I don't think so, Newland. But, Ellen, you wanted so much. I know. But I've been doing some thinking, too. It's better if I just forget about my divorce. Better for whom? Better for... For everyone. You're bringing in the family again. And now I'm only concerned with you and your happiness. Newland, do you really want me to be happy? Of course I do. Then you must run along and let me change. I'll be late for Granny's. Well, I'm... I'm very sorry. I didn't mean... <laughs> You're such a dear. By the way, when are you planning to be married? Not till next fall. May's family believes in long engagements. How oh, silly. You've known each other all your lives. Newland... Will you do something for me? Anything. What? I do so want to see you happy. Write to me in Florida. Tell her you want to be married at once. Will you? Yes. I'll write tomorrow. Promise? I promise. Good 
night, then. And, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I I never thanked you for the roses. Rose, how did you know? I sent no card. Newland, sometimes I wonder what you're going to be when you grow up. Good night. so hard. And Newland, you tried too. You tried to deny what you had found in your heart. How carefully we managed not to meet or talk for fear that one of us might speak the truth. Long, lonely days and even lonelier nights. Until the Van Leidens asked me up for the weekend. I didn't know you'd be there, but you were. They'd asked you too. And then at last we were alone. You were so grave and quiet, but your eyes were eager. I think I was a little frightened then. I tried to make small talk. I said, this is such a lovely old room, isn't it? Newland. Hmm? Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I was saying it's it's such a lovely old room. <laughs> the house has been here since 1610. The fire, too? Has it been burning on the hearth all these hundreds of years? No. I think it flamed into life when you came in, as everything else does. Ellen, dear. Oh, no, please, we mustn't. They'll be getting back from church. I don't care. I don't care about anything in the world but you, Ellen. I can't fight anymore. I can't. Hold me close, Newland. Don't let me go. Oh, Ever. Darling. Darling. <gasps> but you're crying. Why? Because because I feel that, that all in one moment I'd been born and, and had died. But this is the first moment we've ever lived. It's all so simple for us now. For us? And for May? May will understand. I'll tell her everything. She'll give me my freedom. Newland, she's so young, so innocent. We can't steal from her. How can you steal what she doesn't have? It's you, I love. Only you, Ellen. I'll go to her. I'll make her see it's my fault. Newland, you young scamp. Where are you? It's Granny. They're back. Well, this is where you've been hiding. We've a little surprise for you, young man. He's in here, May. May? Newland! Newton, darling! May, you're home. I thought that... We got in from Florida this morning. When I learned you were here... Oh, Newland, they've consented. Papa and Mama have consented, dearest. We're going to be married right away. The curtain falls on Act One of the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players. And now the spotlight is on you. How does your skin look in the glare of bright lights? If you really want to know, well, here's an interesting experiment Lady Esther asks you to make. I'm going to ask you to do a strange thing. I'm going to ask you to shut your eyes tight. Right now, while you're listening to me, shut your eyes and run your fingers gently over your face. You see, in the dark, your sense of touch becomes much sharper. What do you feel as your fingers explore your skin? Do you feel a lovely smoothness, like the soft touch of satin? Or does your skin feel a little dry and flaky? Do you feel little bumps here and there? Now you can get rid of that dryness with Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. You can instantly make your skin look and feel smoother, younger, finer textured. And I make no claims I'm not prepared to prove. I ask you to make the Lady Esther Patch Test. I ask you to compare results with the results from any cream you've ever used, regardless of price. To make the test, just rub a little Lady Esther Face Cream on one patch of skin like your forehead, chin, or cheek. Wipe it off, and then see and feel the difference. 
See how much fresher and clearer it looks than all the skin around it. Feel how the dry, rough flakes are gone. And remember, what happens to that one cheek will happen to your entire face when you use Lady Esther face cream. For one, it thoroughly cleans your skin. Two, it softens your skin. Three, it helps nature refine the pores. And four, it leaves a smooth, perfect base for powder. Remember, these are facts you can prove for yourself. The patch test takes only 30 seconds. And in 30 seconds, half a minute, you can see and feel the exciting difference Lady Esther face cream makes in your skin. And now, Lady Esther presents the second act of The Age of Innocence, starring John Payne as Newland Archer and Merle Oberon as Ellen Mingott. Ellen continues our story. May was so young, so terribly happy. We couldn't bear to break her heart. And so you were married, Newland, my dearest. And almost before I realized that you were gone, you and me, to Europe on your honeymoon. You were gone, but that didn't make it any easier for me. I was waiting, Newland, waiting for you. And then at last you were back, but I couldn't face you. Yes, I ran away that afternoon. I went to the park, hoping you'd be gone when I returned to the house. But they wouldn't have it that way. They sent you after me. Helen, Helen. Newland. Oh. I'm all out of breath. I've been walking so fast. I was so afraid I wouldn't find you. I was almost ready to shout. That, that's silly. I've been looking forward so long to seeing you. I thought perhaps you'd gone, and even now I can't believe it. It might all be a dream, only... Only? Only, only you're so much more than I remembered. Newland, you mustn't. I won't say anything you don't want me to. I promise I won't. If only you won't go away. If only I can see you sometimes, just, just to know you're near, to talk to you. Newland, they'll be waiting for us at Granny's. I think we'd better go back. Ellen, my dear. Yes? Why have you hidden yourself out here in the conservatory? Why have you run away from our party? Newland, please go back inside. If anyone found us out here together... Oh, don't worry. I won't even touch your hand. I wouldn't dare. If I did, I'd have to take you in my arms. You own. promised. You said that if I came tonight... I know I promised. I'd promise anything for the chance of seeing you. And then when I do, I forget my promises. I forget everything, but... Ellen, I've got to see you alone. No. Tomorrow afternoon. No. The Museum of Art. I'll be waiting for you. have we met here like this? <laughs> I've never counted them. Each time I feel it's the first. Ellen, you're not going to stop. I'm afraid that Granny has an idea. Every afternoon now she thinks of a thousand things she wants me to do. I know. Blair, too. He's sending me to Washington again tonight. Oh, for how long? Two or three days, perhaps a week. Sometimes I think they're all banded together, watching, pretending not to, trying to keep me from seeing you. Yes, I, I felt it, too. 
Ellen, I can't go on like this, living on a few stolen moments. I've got to tell May. I'll throw myself on her generosity and... and undo everything we've done to protect her. Besides, what would be the use? If the family dreaded my divorce, do you think for a moment they'd allow May? And then to the devil with the family. We'll go away. Away from everything. To some place where people can be free. And where is that place? Has anyone ever found it? Over there, we think it's here. And here, we think it's over there. We'll find it, darling. We'll find it together. Oh, my dearest, it's not fair. To know that life is slipping by, and after that, only death and dust and oblivion and... Newland, take me to Washington with you tonight. Me, my dear child, are you positive? Yes, Granny. They've been seen together, and Newland has seemed so strange, so far away. He's been kind, of course, but... What are you going to do about it? Well, Newland's going to Washington tonight. I thought I'd ask Ellen to stay with me. Perhaps if I could talk to her. Yes. Ellen loves you very much. And I love her. I really... Granny, where are you, darling? Oh, there she is. You can ask her now. In the sunroom, Ellen. Dearest, I didn't mean to be so long. Oh, May. Hello, Ellen. I came over to darling, ask you... Darling, not now. I'm in such a rush. I'm going out of town tonight. Out of town? Oh, I'll be back soon. And we can have a nice long talk. You'll excuse me, won't you? I've simply got to pack. Oh, Granny. You're not giving up. But if she's going away... She hasn't gone yet. Why don't you go upstairs? Maybe you can help her. Pack. Conductor, are you sure this is the only train for Washington? Yes, sir. All aboard, please. And, and that's the only gate? That's all. It's strange she said she'd be here. If anything has happened to her... We're starting, sir. You getting on? I... No, Conductor, I've changed my mind. Jenkins, is Countess Olenska here? Why, no, sir, she's gone. How long ago did she leave? Oh, I should say they left they? about... You mean someone was with her? Oh, the family, sir. They're seeing her off. I understand it was quite sudden, sir. Seeing her off sudden? Jenkins, what are you trying to say? The Countess is sailing for Europe, sir. Once more you came to me, Newland, after all the others had gone. There was only the barest moment left. You looked so wild and angry as you came striding down the deck. Helen! Helen! Darling, what's the meaning of this? Newland, I didn't expect to see you. I'm... I'm so glad you came to say goodbye. Goodbye? But, darling, our plans are... Newland, Newland, please. It has to be this way. Who says it has to be this way? Who says it has to be? Darling... Please help me. Don't make it any harder. Did you really think you could do this to us? Oh, my dearest, please. I don't blame you for not wanting to hide our love in the dark as though we're ashamed of it, but to run away like this... Darling, there's the whistle. I have to go. I warn you, I'll be coming over on the next boat. I'll follow you. If it's just to touch your hand, I'll follow you across the world. Newland, Newland, listen to me, dear. I love you for saying that. I love you for all the things you are. I'd ask nothing more than that our dreams come true. But your place is here. With your wife, 
And your child. Child? May told me about it this afternoon. A child? I didn't know. All visitors ashore, please. All visitors ashore. This is goodbye, Newland. And yet, it's not goodbye. Wherever I go, whatever I do, you'll be with me, darling, in my heart. Through all my life, through all that might come afterward. Newland, my dearest, I've always loved you. I always will. Say, Nancy. Hey, Nancy. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, Johnny. I, I was dreaming over this picture, I guess. Johnny, do you think she had a happy life? Well, two will get you five. All you have to do is look at her. I'll bet she was the happiest of the whole darn lot. Thank you, Merle Oberon and John Payne, for appearing with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players tonight. We are grateful indeed for your fine performances. We're glad to be here, Mr. Bradley. We look forward to our appearances with the Lady Esther Screen Guild players because we know that the benefits from these programs go to support the Motion Picture Relief Fund Country House. And now, before we tell you about next week's program, here's a word from one of America's best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Oberon. Ladies, I'd like you to see with your own eyes exactly what happens when you apply Lady Esther four-purpose face cream to one part of your face. I'd like you to see the look of freshness and clarity that patch of skin takes on. I'd like you to feel the difference. Feel how much softer and smoother that patch of skin has become. That's why I ask you to make the Lady Esther patch test. It will show you in 30 seconds more than I could tell you in an hour. Here's all you do. Rub a little Lady Esther face cream on one cheek or on one part of your forehead or chin. Wipe it off, and then look in your mirror. See how clean and fresh that patch of skin looks. Run your fingers over your face. Feel the silky, petal-smooth softness of it. Now, what happened to that one patch of skin will happen to all your face when you apply Lady Esther face cream, for it does the four things your skin needs most for beauty. Many women who thought they were born with a bad skin write and tell me they see an exciting difference after the very first application. Convince yourself. Feel with your fingertips how much smoother your skin becomes and see how much more beautiful your face powder looks after just one application of Lady Esther face cream. Next week, the Lady Esther Screen Guild players will present Walt Disney's Pinocchio. It will star Fanny Bryce as Baby Snooks and Hanley Stafford as Daddy. 
Be sure to listen. Merle Oberon can soon be seen in the Columbia picture, A Song to Remember. John Payne can soon be seen in the 20th Century Fox production, The Dolly Sisters. Music on tonight's program was arranged and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. You save enough on the largest size jar of Lady Esther face cream to buy a box of Lady Esther face powder. So remember, ask for the largest size. This is Truman Bradley speaking for Lady Esther, saying thank you and good night, everyone. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>